Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. always gets us uh, blocked on Facebook. I should know by now. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's that time again. Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And, of course, you can uh, hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. For all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. It is Friday, March 4, 2022, and I'm not alone, my friends. Wow, it's John Hopwood at the news desk. How are you? I'm doing very fine for somebody who broke his elbow. I thought you just uh, sprained it or fractured it or something. It's actually broken? Isn't a fracture or a break? Is it? Oh, I don't know. I've never actually injured myself. That's right. I've, I had the padding you had. I've been very lucky. Er. Uh, I see what you're saying. That's very... How rude. I thought you were embracing your Yeti heritage. Well, yeah. I'm trying to, but... Uh, I know. From, you know, the Caucasus the Yetis and that... <laughs> They're probably uh, with Putin's troops right now. Oh my goodness! Well, with the Chechens. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we've got a we've got a busy show for you today. But first, I do want to remind you that we are proudly sponsored by the Hopknot in the Brady Sullivan at 1000 Elm Street. John Hopwood's got the Hopknot mug. Mm. Yes, they've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. They have wine. They have board games. They've uh, got live music every Friday night. Wednesday nights is industry night. Thursday nights is trivia night with the great Bill Cini. Uh, sometimes yep. they have karaoke on Saturdays. They've got a lot going on there. But most importantly, they've got delicious food and beverage. And it is a wonderful family that owns and operates it. So we do love the Hopknot on Elm. It is the place I became a 
sexagenarian. Yes, yes. My 60th birthday. That's right. Celebrated I there. remember cel- celebrating your birthday there. Yes, but on uh, on plenty of fish, I believe you're listed as a sexagenarian. Yes, yes. Well, well, well. Uh, let's see. We uh, So what's going to be happening today is uh, K Daver, hip-hop artist K Daver, is going to be calling us in just a few minutes at 4.15. Uh, he's got a big show coming up in Concord uh, that he wants to discuss. Uh, so we'll chat with him for a few minutes, uh, get caught up. And then, uh, of course, uh, later in the show, we've got uh, Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And this week, the subject is Batman, the uh, Batman. nineteen yes, the 1966 uh, edition, which I guess was the first movie, right? It yes. was uh, b- between I, the first and second season. I saw Batman uh, in 1966. Uh, several blocks uh, down here on Elm Street at the old State Theater. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, yeah Eric's, uh, that, that's why, by the way, I opened with, in case I, and I, I did, uh, I played the special uh, People's Mayor remix of uh, Bat Dance. And, <laughs> from, and it, uh, was, it was great. From the, uh, from, of course, the uh, the version with Michael Keaton, which came out in the 1980s. Which uh, which I liked uh, at the time. Uh, not, I mean, I thought the movie was okay, but I really like. You know, I love Prince, and I liked Bat Dance. Uh, I saw Dirk in the chat room. Uh, Dirk Don uh, was uh, he he didn't seem to like the Bat Dance uh, so much. I mean, I'm not saying. Look, it's not. I wouldn't rank it up there with Prince's best work. Certainly, it, it's no uh, Purple Rain, but I did enjoy uh, Bat Dance when I was a kid. I haven't heard it in in like literally decades. But uh, I thought that was kind of fun to play that. But unfortunately, of course, you know, for our live streamers on the Facebook, I always forget. Prince always gets it blocked. You know, usually we get away with streaming music on Facebook for the most part because we are a a licensed, uh, federally licensed radio station. So when the dispute pops up or when the, uh, you know, when it it tells me, when Facebook notifies me there's an issue, I just dispute it and uh, it immediately is resolved. But Prince, for some reason, maybe it's Warner Brothers, uh, but... uh, that always gets us blocked, and then I have to restart the stream. But that's okay. That uh, the longer we do this, the less and less that seems to happen. So, but uh, yeah. So Kay Daver is going to be joining us in a few minutes, and we'll we'll have Eric Pilcher's review. I want to mention too, and uh, it's Pilcher's Point is the website. I know yesterday I kept saying Pilcher's Post, and I don't know why. It's Pilcher's Point, Eric Pilcher's new website, and he's archiving all the movie reviews on there, and. Um, He's going to be uh, tomorrow, I believe he said, he's going to be posting his review of the new Batman movie, The Batman, in print form on his website. He's going to be doing that. But he's also been archiving uh, all of the audio reviews that he does for Matt Connerton Unleashed. He's also now archiving them on his website as well as, John, I see he's also got an archive of his appearances on your show. That's right. I gave him permission. Yes. We did a Batman show with Gonzo on Wednesday. Very nice. Very nice. And, uh, yep. So that's, uh, that's there. And, uh, and I think you're going to be, um, oh yeah, I see it. Yep. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice, uh, website he's got going and I'm, I'm glad he's doing this and, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, uh, support him in any way that we can with that. And I think, um, you know, we, we can talk about it, uh, later, but I, I think you and he are going to be doing another project together. A, yes. a little, uh, a little, a little bird, uh, told me. Well, I, I just want to point out, uh, that I want to make an offer. I will give a hickey to any upright, bipedal, carbon-based life form with an XX genetic matrix between the ages of 18 and, let's say, 51. If they can tell, 
call in this show the Hopwood Batman connection. Really? Uh, there's a Hopwood Batman connection. Can I guess what it or, is? Or should I say, uh, yeah, go ahead. I do remember. I, I'm not giving you a hickey because I don't know what your uh, genetic matrix is. Right. You could have a couple of X's in there, so I probably boxed myself in. Well, I do have man parts. Hard to give a uh, hickey um, to somebody with so much fur. Hair. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that, that is true. <laughs> no, I, uh, so one day on the show, uh, you uh, did a Burgess Meredith impression. I probably did because I could do one. You, you actually did, yes. Just but, briefly. Uh, no, no, it's not that. It's the Hopwood family. Burgess Meredith, of course, played the Penguin in the original right. series for those who were like, what? What is he talking about? Burgess Meredith, who was a great Broadway actor, by the way, and a great uh, force in the uh, theater in the 30s and 40s. Oh. Yeah. He was quite a distinguished actor, but <laughs> remembered for Rocky and... Uh, Playing the penguin. Yeah, Eric's in the chat and says the Batman episode uh, was fun with Gonzo and John. So uh, oh, we had a good time. He, he enjoyed that. Yeah, it was very nice. I'm going to have to watch that later. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to give the number uh, right now because Kay Daver is going to be calling in. So the studio line will be tied up for a few minutes. But you can text us, of course, at 617-917-4476. You can tweet me at Matt Connerton. Uh, send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. And, of course, you are welcome to interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. Um, and uh, we'll say hello to everybody in there in just a few minutes. If we don't, uh, if we don't get to it uh, immediately, we will get to it imminently. But um, the best thing to do, of course, uh, is to give us a call. But we'll give the number after we, uh, after we chat with uh, Kay Daver. But I think what I want to do quickly, though, is on uh, Monday on the show— I'm sorry, no, it wasn't Monday. It was uh, Wednesday— uh, Red Lawhern, uh, pain patient advocate, mm. uh, skyped in, and uh, you know I always get um, a lot of great feedback. Um, I always get after one of Red's appearances, and someone sent me this, um, Kimberly D. Smith. Uh, I just got this today. This is why I'm presenting it now. Uh, she says I'm a nurse, chronic pain patient. I appreciate all that Red Lawhern is doing for the chronic pain community. I wanted to say. I have emailed everyone in the CDC, the DEA, the FDA, the AMA, my Florida governor, my senators, and President Biden more than once about the pain and suffering of chronic pain patients. So that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're doing that, uh, Kimberly. Thank you uh, so much for, for reaching out, and uh, we will continue to encourage everyone to do that. Kate Aver, is that you? Glad to see what's happening. How are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just, John, uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. John Hopwood is here as well at the news desk. Hello. Uh, you might remember uh, we tried to get John to uh, go on the road with you as a roadie uh, a few years ago. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> yes. Actually, if I remember correctly, he was uh, he was going to give me Bitcoin back before I knew what Bitcoin was. <laughs> was that John? Wow. Well, you know, he's a, he's a man ahead of his time. No, it was he, what he didn't realize. Remember, we were going to have the wit coin, but we never. Oh, as right. A, if we had done it, we'd, we wouldn't be here now. We'd be billionaires. I know, right? <laughs> well, I, you know. We'd, we'd be financing the resistance in Ukraine. Maybe we can. Uh, well, maybe. Maybe we can uh, have an EFT. I think yeah. that'd be uh, I think that'd be great. But uh, what's going on, man? You got, I think the when we talked the last time, I think. Um, the new album was about to come out, if I remember correctly. So obviously, it's out now. 
Yeah, the new album, Midlife Crisis, uh, it's available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, you know, all that stuff. Uh, so now I've got physicals. I think I have a few physicals left on my uh, .com, kdaver.com. Uh, and uh, I guess the big reason I'm on the show today is to promote Patty's Day Pass Out, third annual, March 19th, Concord, New Hampshire, free drinks for the price of admission. Uh, got an awesome lineup, myself, Kinetic, Livid, Problematic, Arachusets, uh, Grizz, NES, uh, it's an amazing time, man. Uh, it's sort of like our way to bring spring to come out of a uh, kind of our way to bring in spring, come out of uh, winter. You know what I mean? Sure. I guess I'm cheating a little bit because I'm in Florida today. But oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in yeah. Florida? Are you on tour? Uh, I think I'm in working on some projects while I'm down here, but um, oh. no, I'm just kind of relaxing. I was just chilling by the pool. Um, where in Florida? You know, just uh, just getting some sun, you know, that thing we haven't seen in the last five months. Yeah. I don't know if you heard him. Uh, John was just asking you where in Florida. Uh, I'm in Orlando. Orlando. Lucky you. Oh, very nice. Very nice. How long are you down there for? You you, you got a week down there? Or? I'm probably going to be down here another four days. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, this show AEW Revolution on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of AEW. I uh I don't get to watch it much because I'm so damn busy, but uh but I like it and uh I like the uh the big announcement there. Tony Khan has purchased uh Ring of Honor. I think that's very cool. So, on the rare occasion that I actually do watch something wrestling, it's usually AEW these days, but uh uh so that's good. That's good. Um, so now you've got the big, uh, so the show coming up in Concord, uh, where, where is that happening exactly? Uh, so it's going to happen at the, uh, River Hill Grange. Oh, um, it's just right outside the, right outside the town. Like it's, you got the, uh, you got like the downtown Concord area yeah. and then you go just a few miles on the outskirts. Um, yeah, River Hill Grange is going to be an awesome time. You know, it's an open venue. It's not, it's not like, a it's not a place that has a. It's not a place you just go to if there wasn't an event. So, anyone there is uh, definitely a fan of the music. So that's definitely cool. Uh, yeah. It's definitely cool to do shows with casuals, but in a situation like this, it's really cool because everyone's there for the same commonality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you. So this is the uh, third annual event of these. You said. <laughs> yeah, this is our third annual Patty's Day Pass. So. Okay. Uh, have you been? Have you? played all three of them or, or all two of them and then this one were you on the first two yes so yeah i mean obviously you know i'm the one doing the shows and whatever uh funny story so we did the first annual awesome time sold out second annual got canceled two to two years in a row because of covid or whatever oh, uh, oh. 2021 was just it was just too early in 2021 yeah like, if we postponed it till may it would have happened but uh Either way, so I'm calling this one the third annual just to basically kind of let the second one die in the past, you know what I mean? <laughs> I we see. tried resurrecting it, and it was like, ah, so we're just going to call this one the third annual. Yeah, so I, I That's I gotcha. why on the flyer, that's why on the flyer it says second, and there's a red X across it, and it says third. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All right, I get it. Oh, cool, cool. Well, it is outdoors, you know, so it, it, should, uh, it should be... Uh... Pretty safe anyway, it sounds no, like. This is indoors. Oh, it is indoors. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Grange is indoors. Oh, I misunderstood. Okay, I might, I might be thinking of another place. Um, so uh, what what time does the show start? show starts at 7 p.m. Okay. So it's two weeks from tomorrow. So yeah. seven, that's when the doors open. Uh, 
so we're probably going to get rolling 7.30, give or take. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Yeah. And uh, like I said, man, it's free. It's called Pays Day Pass Out. We mean it. So as long as you have a designated driver, as long as you don't act stupid, it's free drinks. The price of admission come in. We got we got beer, shots, mixed drinks, all that good stuff. So yeah, uh, it'll be an amazing time. It's very very festive. We we encourage dressing up. Uh, you know, like uh, Irish themed. So, yeah. You know, more the merrier. Yeah, yeah. Are you Irish? No, but I might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> understood, understood. See, I'm like the opposite. I, I am Irish, but I'm not much of a drinker. And I deeply dislike uh, corned beef and cabbage. So I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm the anti-Irish. Well, but, actually, uh, a <laughs> funny story. I'm newly sober, so. <laughs> oh, good for you. Uh, when, when, uh, when, when, you say, well, when you say newly, how, how new is this? Uh, two months. Two months? Okay. Good. Good for you. Do you, do you feel better? Do you feel, uh, I mean. Oh, I feel a ton better. Yeah. I've lost, um, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like I started working out and, uh, eating better. So it's not just the alcohol, but I've lost, uh, I've lost 20 pounds so good. far. Good. And, uh, just the mental clarity is there. So, yeah, you know, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, I have no doubt in my mind I'll drink again. Like I'm, I might drink tonight for all I know, but, uh, I think I got it under control, though. It was just getting out of hand there for a minute. But was either it? way, it's not a soft story. It's just, you know, sometimes you go a little too far in one direction and then you just got to redirect. What motivated you to stop? Was it just uh, you just felt like you were you were drinking too much or, or you know, what, were you having um, a health issue? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm conducting this interview next to a public pool, so I don't know if I want to say it out loud, but uh, <laughs> just... <laughs> Was, just going down a just going down a bad it's going down yeah. a bad path. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not old but I'm not young. I'm not young but I'm not old. I'm just it's like I'm just at that age where it's like you know, I was drinking twenty beers a night really worth it. Oh my god. Like No, no, that is not worth it. <laughs> wow. Mm. Were you really twenty beers a night? Not every night, but it wasn't hurt. I mean twelve to fifteen easy. You know? Wow. I'd be in a coma. Well, I've, I'm not. I'm such a light drinker that uh, I was just about to say light, light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Like one beer, and I'm like I'm buzzed, and uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I'm glad you stopped though. That's good. I think uh, you know. Obviously, you'll be a lot more uh, productive and uh, and whatnot. Um, now, now I, I'm sure we. Uh, I'm sure I asked you uh, last time, but uh, what what is your plan uh, this summer? Are you going to be hitting the road at all? So it looks like we'll be touring Europe in fall. So Ooh. I know I'm skipping your summer question. But, oh, uh, wow. Good. Yeah, fall looks very promising. Uh, obviously, with the current events going on, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, touring Europe is definitely one of the things I've been wanting to do my entire career. Mm-hmm. I've toured America several times. So yeah. the fact that Europe's possible now is uh, really an awesome feeling. Uh, as far as the summer, man, not really sure. Um, I'm not sure how far this goes out, but... March 23rd, I'll be doing a show in Rochester, New York with uh, the original Jason Voorhees 
His band is called First Jason. Um, <laughs> no kidding. And, then I got, and for anyone that comes to that show, you get free weed. So my shows Ooh. are awesome. Wow. 19th, you get free drinks. The 23rd, you get free weed. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, no one puts on shows like we do. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Good. Yeah, I've, I've seen you live a couple times. And, you know, for anyone listening, it's it's um, it's um definitely an event. And um, uh, I, I recommend uh, checking it out. Are, are you headlining at the, the show uh, in Concord or, or do you have uh, somebody else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be head. I mean, I'm, I'm promoting it like a, yeah. a collection. Yeah. Like I try to make Patty's Day pass out. Patty's Day pass out is the attraction. Yeah. Arcade Aver. I mean, I'm obviously going to perform. I'll probably do like a 40 minute set or whatever, but yeah. I try to make it more about the, uh, the party and the atmosphere, but yeah, I'll be headlining the show and you know, I'm going to, I can bring it, I'm bringing new songs to the table. Um, I'm doing a new set. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. Just do something different. Excellent. Excellent. Very cool. And, uh, by the way, does kinetic, uh, does he still perform with you? Yes. You know, he'll be doing a set as well. Okay. Good, good, good deal. Good deal. All right. Uh, where should uh, should people get tickets in advance, or do they just walk up? Yeah, I think we have 15 tickets left uh, oh. before it's sold out. So if you want your tickets, oh, wow. go to kdaver.com, uh, get your Patty's Day Pass out ticket. Uh, you can message me direct on social media or whatever, or you know, if, if for whatever reason we don't sell out, you can come up and buy them at the door. I am anticipating a sellout, though, so uh, it's better to message me direct or buy them from the website. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it does sound like it's going to sell out. Well, that that's great. Good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, kdaver.com. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great website, and uh, I recommend everyone go there. Um, and where and the, the new album uh, currently out, Midlife Crisis, people can get that anywhere they get music online? Yeah, it's available, um, available on all platforms, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, whatever you listen to. Um, <clears throat> I was originally going to do some music videos for the album, yeah. um, but I'm already moving on to music videos for the future projects. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some lyric videos or something for it. But yeah, I mean, as far as the streaming is concerned, the songs are all available. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right, my friend. Well, uh, we won't keep you. Uh, you're, you're in Orlando, which is uh, a very nice place to be uh, during... Uh, a winter <laughs> so yeah, it's 80 uh, degrees oh <laughs> oh that's nice uh, a little it'll be before i left yeah when i left it was like five yeah <laughs> yeah and there's no ice to slip on and break your elbow yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah well all right my friend thank you for uh thank you for calling us uh, uh continued uh success and uh boy enjoy the enjoy the uh the sunny florida all right, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. All right, Kay Daver, anytime. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, that is uh, the great Kay Daver. I've probably, um, of all the musicians I've interviewed over the years, I've probably interviewed him more than anybody. Um, he, he goes back a long time. I remember oh, yeah. when he, he came here. That was several, some, several years ago. Yeah, I think the first time I ever talked to him was 07, 08. It's, it's been that long, yeah. We but, might have, uh, when we had the back-to-back -back shows, he might have been... You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Absolutely. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, it's AEG. I got a question for you. Um, I know you don't watch AEW that much, but I had to watch it because it said it was graphic. You see CM Punk and that, that new guy there, MF, whatever his name is. MJF. You know what I'm talking about? MJF. It's not MF. It's MJF. The Dynamite. They're, they're, they're facing this Sunday a, a dog collar match, and they beat the living crap out of them, and 
it looked like it was really bloody, but do you think that was really bloody or was it just like ketchup? Have you seen it? I have not watched the clip. Uh, but yeah, I, I watched it. I shouldn't have watched it because it was really, really awful. But yeah, even if it was real, you know, do you think they should have gone that extreme? With kids can watch that on, on YouTube, you know. Well, AEW is uh, playing to a little bit of an edgier audience. Than, I know it, it looked really bad, but I, I was wondering if you, uh, you think it's the uh, it was really blood because I know well, where WWE was, doesn't do that anymore. Where did the blood come from? PG, you know. Where did the blood come from? Because if you get a, a scalp wound, you bleed like. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there are places well, I you knew get it was no good scratched or he cut on your was head. Not Punk, you know, a, was it from uh, his mouth? One of those fake, uh, <laughs> fake, uh, uh, oh, hugs. You know, like he loved the guy. And I knew he was going to back down because he hit him below the belt. Ooh. Of course, his buddies came to the ring, and then of course at the end, see him his uh, sting and the Darby there. The other guy came down, and by that point, it was like hanging him by his uh, by his uh, neck, and I thought that was just a little bit overboard. Well, now yeah, you, they don't do that stuff in WWE anymore. No. So you, do you think the uh, AEW is just trying to get a uh, more edgier. violent, a little yeah. edgy? Yeah, it's edgier. I mean, look at the language they use. They say the S word in AEW. Like I said, I shouldn't have watched it because they give it graphic warnings. So I don't know. Does that mean like a? I mean, does it, I mean, if I can watch it, doesn't mean everybody doesn't mean everybody anybody can watch it, right? Um. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand the question. How you watch? What? You're watching it on television, right? You have cable. But anyways, if somebody wants to watch that match, definitely don't watch it because it was obviously very, very graphic. Like the warning on the uh, on Maybe the light he's using remote vision, you know. <laughs> but, At least uh, Norm used to have that. AEW, I guess they're trying to be more edgy. So. That's right. See what happens. No oh, cable yeah, fee. One quick uh, story: Did you hear Cody Rhodes is probably not coming in WWE? Fell through. I did not hear that. Really? That's a big deal. You know, I'm not surprised because now that he's about Ring of Honor, they're saying they're bringing him in to uh, to uh, be in charge of that. I, had, I just had a funny feeling. I don't know about you, Matt, but I don't think it was really coming to WWE. Who's like using them to get more money from AEW? What do you think? I don't know. When I Google uh, Cody Rhodes, the first story that pops up is WWE creative reportedly working on Cody Rhodes' plans. That was posted two hours ago. Right, so I, I think I don't think it's gonna happen. So talk about basically made egg on his face. Oh, there's another website exclusive. Cody Rhodes talks with WWE have fizzled out. That won't be the first time Russell uses another mm. uh, uses um, a, a, a story like that to get more money out of, out of his original employer. That's true. Yes. Plus, and- his wife just had a baby, and she don't want to wrestle at the moment because taking some time off, and she's it's kind of weird. You know, he was gonna sign it WWE all of a sudden and. Out of the blue, you know. Wow, everybody's uh, no, you're you were right, Eric. Everybody's reporting that uh, he may well, not see be. What happens. I got to get ready. A friend of mine's picking me up, so we'll talk to you later. Where are you going? He's going I'm to really another show. Fun. Going where? He's going on Gonzo and Kyle's uh, podcast. Is he really for real? No. Oh, <laughs> that would be something. That would be. I something. don't think uh, that would be such an efficacious combination. Well, I think it would be fantastic. Yeah, as it takes on the entire internet. Something Putin can't do. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> well, that opens up a line for you, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. You can text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you can interact and opine 
in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is give us a call at 603-250-6007. A little bit later, uh, we're going to hear uh, Eric Pilcher's new classic film review, the original Batman film from 1966. Uh, So we look forward to that. I've already heard it. It is is quite good. Um, Also, don't forget, too, it is Friday. It's a busy day around here. So tonight, so we'll be going right up to 6 p.m., because uh, this oh. week's uh, Granite State of Mind is uh, already in the can, as they say. Ooh. It's already been recorded. But uh, but then tonight, Retro Spectrum Radio will be live. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. And I think Paul's got an old friend, uh, Scott Reinhardt, uh, coming in, if I have the name uh, correct. So it's not somebody I know, so I'll be meeting him for the first time. But uh, So that will be this evening. And Matt, what is the theme tonight on Retro Spectrum Radio? You know, I think the theme, uh, let me just double check, actually. I I think the, uh, from Paul's uh, social media posts, and if he's, if he's listening, he'll probably call in, but I think it was just, um, yeah, here's what he posted. Don't miss next uh, Friday night's episode when Scott Reinhart will be sitting in on the show. Scott sent me his list of songs he picked out for oh, the show. Okay. And for the first time since I was a nightclub DJ in the 90s, I'll be using strictly vinyl. No CDs, no dats, no oh. no, no digital? Hmm. How's he going to do that? I'm not sure. He must be bringing in a, a turntable. Or There's may- a turntable right over there, here. There is a turntable over there. I don't, I don't know I don't, I don't, it's worth a I, damn. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he's using that one. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> of course, we'll also be joined by Happy Wheels DJ from the 80s, DJ Steve. Joined the 70s and 80s flashback Friday night. Uh, so that will be, uh, tonight. So very good. Very good. No, that'll be fun. I didn't realize he was, uh, doing the vinyl thing. That is exciting. Uh, is it? It is. Why? I'm excited. Why is it exciting? It's just, ex- I love vinyl. I'll Why? tell you what, nothing sounds better than vinyl. The warmth, it just, uh, vi- you know, uh, uh, you mean that you want me to bring in some of my, like my old, uh, Sergeant Pepper's album? That is older than you, uh, almost as old as me, from 1967, since I inherited it from my sister. Oh, I would be interesting, interested in seeing <laughs> you that. You know how many it's worn out? <laughs> well, no, I'd be, I'd be interested in just seeing it. I wouldn't want to play it. Oh, yeah, uh, it's got the, still has the pepper uh, uh, insert, you know? We could try, the, like the, the must. Uh, we could try shoving it into the uh, CD player over here, but uh, that probably wouldn't fit. I brought in a album... Uh, what was it? Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Something because Peter or something, Carol Robito had mentioned it. So I brought it on my show. And I was going to leave it behind, but uh, I saw Carol. So I held it up to her as she was driving by and she was waving. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. If you want that, I can give that to you. <laughs> that's all right. I figured that wouldn't go over so well. You know, you had the shtick one day and that's it. Dirk in the uh, chat says, anytime I want a physical copy of an album, I buy either vinyl or cassette. Did you know cassettes were back? The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Does anybody want me? Apparently. <laughs> I've got plenty. Blew me away. I've got records. i got albums. You can have them. Wow. That's all right. I don't, I don't collect anything. I'm a minimalist. Well, you know, there are people that can hear music better than others. My, yeah. uh, uh, my ex uh, was a classically trained musician. She could hear stuff that uh, I couldn't hear. And my father, like myself, my father, we were into classical music, and she was a classically trained musician. We're listening to stuff. She's telling us about all this stuff. We're just looking at each other and smiling, right? We don't hear We don't hear what she's hearing. <laughs> but, uh, but see, for me... Scott Robinson yeah. says, I can drop off my Huey Lewis and the News record if you'd like. Paul, Could we use it to blow it up? Paul, burn Paul, it? <laughs> Paul would like that. Paul, Paul and uh, Dan were big uh, Huey fans. Uh, Dirk Don says, I'm on the hunt for Pantera, White Zombie, Fear Factory, and Metallica cassettes. You got any of those uh, there, uh, John? No. I didn't think so. You don't have any, you don't have any Pantera? Come on. It's Pantera, I go to for, they have a nice orange scone. Oh, <laughs> Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Their orange scone album is a classic. Yeah, um, I, I eat them more frequently. That's why I'm a rather hefty guy. Um, our friend Eric Pilcher is in the uh, chat room, of course, as well as Mike Pelopita from Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Uh, of course, uh, named for uh, General Sunbeam, the greatest military mind since sliced bread. I sent you a picture of it uh, one day while you were online. Of what? Because I was down there. Oh, yes, the Sunbeam Mall. That's my right. My car was having its rust uh, yes. worked on. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Jenny is in the chat room, uh, of course. Ooh, By the way, so uh, another thing, you know, I mentioned Friday nights are very busy. Jenny, of course, will be tonight, as she is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night co-hosting. The Charles Richardson Show, which airs Ooh. online from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, right. So you're competing with each other? Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we support each other. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Like, uh, kind of, oh, you're not John and Yoko? No, she doesn't. Uh, well, you do a gig together, you know, Mondays. But- Usually. Yeah, yeah, but, but she, you know, Jenny doesn't uh, screech into a microphone right, she like Yoko. Uh, right, right. That would be uh, that would be frightening. I mean, if she ever started suddenly doing that, I would think she was having a stroke or something, or you know, some sort of seizure. Uh, that would be terrifying. I dislike Yoko. Well, who who actually does anyone actually like Yoko? After John got shot, there were all these oh Yoko, Yoko, well, Yoko, well, of Yoko, course. and they continue, uh, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. You, I mean, you know, you got to feel bad badly for her. I mean, her, her husband was shot. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that she's anything more than a caterwauling. Well. Uh, <laughs> Von Dallin. Agreed. <laughs> uh, Rocky Huber uh, is in the chat and says, uh, John Hopwood is faking an injury to avoid the Russian draft. R- the, Ru- the Russian draft. Wow. I didn't know you Baby, were out. I was born here in the U.S. of A. So you claim that's exactly what you would say if you I, were Russian and didn't want us to know. I'm Anglo-Celtic and French. Well, 
from the Celtic region of France. Seems you have a history of associating with a Russian. Who didn't? Oh, well. If you're, if you're in that game. <laughs> everybody knows you have a Russian ex-wife, Russian hmm. wife, Moldavian, Georgia. I like Russian dressing on my salad. You do? Mm-hmm. I admit it. I thought you were still crying over that there's no longer green goddess dressing. Well, uh, what? <laughs> oh, that must be that must have been the uh, norm. Uh, probably yes. Oh yeah, that would make sense. The green goddess. Uh, Wayne Noel joins us from the great state of Michigan. Hello, Wayne. Uh, the, the Badger State. The is it Michigan is? Yes, because I always mix it up with Oregon, which is the Beaver State. Ah. Yeah. Badgers and beavers. It's easy to get them mixed up. Uh, although, you, yeah. oh, 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 maybe not. Well, it depends, I guess. Uh, Scott Robinson says, don't worry, John. If we get invaded, we have the peacekeepers right here in Manchester, New Hampshire. You mean the Oath Keepers? Is that what he means? The Oath Keepers? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Even in the news. Um, <laughs> let's, forget, let's not talk about that today. <laughs> Tony D is in the chat and says, Lindsey Graham really went uh, went for it, didn't he? What did he do? Oh, uh, you didn't see this? Uh, sen- I try to avoid a lot of stuff yeah. that really like, upsets me. Well, Senator... The, uh, I was about to say the A word. Yeah. Sen- what did the A say? Senator Lindsey Graham of South Ms. Carolina. Miss Lindsey. He, uh, he said... Uh, he he, th- he said the quiet part out loud. In, in effect, he uh, said, I forget what show he was on, that, uh, you know, someone should... Uh, Shoot him? Should, should kill Putin, effectively. You know, maybe he'll have a... You know, an at two Brutus uh, movement or, some, and, moment or uh, something. I think that uh, there's billions of people thinking that right now, including about a hundred and some odd million Russians. Well, uh, well, of course, but the problem is <laughs> they would like is, to get rid of him. I think I said it. I think I said it on the show. But the what prob- do you get next? Well, the problem is though for a uh, for a sitting U.S. senator to say that, and then that gets uh, used in Russian state media propaganda. You oh know, yeah. Oh look, the Americans are trying to kill our leader. You know, so he uh, advocating and there is a history yeah. of the United States whacking. Uh, yes. Leaders. Yes. So it's, and and we know Putin is already extraordinarily paranoid. So, yeah, not not a great uh, idea for him to say that. And uh, apparently uh, he received a rare bipartisan rebuke. Both Democrats and Republicans were pretty upset with him. So you, you get uh, you get an ex senator to say it on, you know, or some <laughs> former general. Yeah. Lindsey Graham's a high-profile guy to be uh, saying things like that. But, you know, you mentioned about Rudy Giuliani in 2014 and his reaction to the Crimean crisis. Yes. And I found I found it and sent it to you. You did. I appreciate and that. Yes. speaking of the A word, that A word uh, did indeed say what you said he did. Oh, yes. He was very, very impressed with uh, Vladimir Putin. Well, well he was uh, contrasting the resolution of Vladimir Putin to, you know, the irresolute Obama, who, what's Obama going to do, you know, drop a nuclear nu- nuclear bombs? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you one thing. You have to give the Biden administration and the Secretary of State blinking. They are strangling Russia in a way it's never experienced before. So much so... One of the things Putin was counting on was that the Chinese would be able to help him out, mm-hmm. and they can't. Right. Because there are two things. They don't want to get sanctioned, because they have helped out 
dictators, smaller, smaller fry that have been in trouble. But I mean, the United States and the uh, EU sanctioned uh, the chief executive of Hong Kong and because of the SWIFT system, which, you know, Russian banks are being thrown off of now, yeah. which is the international system of payments. She couldn't even get a paycheck. She had to be, pay- she has to be paid in cash. Wow. So the Chinese are very wary, you know, because they are supporting him in the, in their light way, you know, right, right. rather, but I think he was expecting that they could help him financially by, uh, because, you know, his, Foreign reserves now are frozen. Yeah, and the Chinese uh, economy is already looking pretty shaky right now, so they don't want any part of, uh, you know, being sanctioned. Right, and they benefit very well from the world economic system where Russia only has— When I was— It's a petrol state. Yeah, it it, it has commodities, well, energy and minerals. Mm -hmm. That's about it. It can't—it doesn't—other than weapons— and it does export weapons that uh, it just doesn't have, have anything to export. You know? Yeah. Hey, but by, weapons, yes. <laughs> by the way, I want to play this. This is from The Daily Show. It's, uh, it, it, it's uh, short. It doesn't need much explanation. It's about 90 seconds, but it relates to what we were talking about, except uh, more recent uh, conservatives who were uh, pro, uh, pro-Putin uh, initially, but have, who have uh, changed their tune. Uh, check this out. This is uh, this is pretty funny. Are you a conservative who praised Vladimir Putin and now wish you hadn't? Then you need Tyranol, the drug that makes you forget you applauded a tyrant who is now slaughtering civilians. This miracle pill can help you go from this. It might be worth asking, why do I hate Putin so much? Why do I why care about what's going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? Be- and why shouldn't I root for Russia, because- which I am? To this. Vladimir Putin started this war. He is to blame for what we're seeing tonight in Ukraine. Incredible. Tyranol works by invading your sovereign mind and attacking any previously held memories or beliefs. Just listen to this satisfied customer. Vladimir Putin is a very talented statesman. I consider him a elegantly sophisticated counterpart. We've seen a Russian dictator now terrorize the Ukrainian people. And if you've been praising Putin for years, then try Tyranol Extended Release. Putin has done an amazing job. Putin has much better leadership qualities than Obama. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful. President Putin is sharp. He's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very well. You have not only Putin, you have other people that are stone-cold murderers and thugs and dictators that are very dangerous. Tyranol extended release is not 100% effective. Tyranol may cause side effects, including permanent resting constipation face in some patients. It's time to stop regretting and start forgetting. Tyranol, out with the Vlad, in with the good. Uh, See, if only they had had Tyranol back in 2014 when uh, Rudy Giuliani was gushing over Vladimir Putin and his invasion of Crimea. Well, you know, that's politics. Yes, as it you is. said the other day, it's just you know they're just going to take any shot they can, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, <laughs> what can you do? Huh? What can you say? But there were people that praised Mussolini and Hitler, you know. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Back in the '30s, uh, Tony D is saying in the chat, "I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely in support of Lindsey Graham's efforts to have the people." Uh, turn on Putin. I we say we all hope that the Russian yeah, but, people, but they're not going to do that because Lindsey Graham said so. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, 
Melanie La Liberty was asking, how big of a hickey are we talking, and uh, who gets to choose the location? Would you like to address that, John? Whoever wins the car, the, the, we can't use the word woman, the oh, upright carbon-based uh, life form based on the XX uh, genetic chromosomal uh, matrix. Yes, we don't Between want the to age be, uh, of 18 and 51, although we can, you know, not in the other. What Actually, let's bring her up to 20. I mean, bring the person, the whatever, <laughs> up to 21. Right. We, mean, or even 30. I mean, what am I going to talk to? Woman has, I mean, something has to be 30. Yes. So you can actually talk to them. We, we don't want to be uh, genderist. Wherever they want. Right. I, and I'm talking about a- anywhere. By the way, uh, Scott Robinson says, referring to our friend EZG who called earlier, what I love about Eric is how well he listens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had some fun. We had some fun times with him in the studio. <laughs> and uh, uh, Scott Robinson says, uh, "What does Eric think about the Hulkster making a possible one-time comeback?" Scott really wants the Hulkster back. Jesus. Uh, Eric Pilcher says, if something is too graphic, the parents shouldn't let the kids watch it. That's right. But EZG doesn't have any children that we know of, so he has no experience with fatherhood. Melanie uh, La Liberty. do we. That's right. Yeah, thank God. Melanie La Liberty <laughs> says, I really wish Rowdy Roddy Piper had stuck with acting so much talent. Yeah, he really was. But he's we've, dead. We've talked about that. No, but when he, well, when he was alive, though, he was he was actually a very good actor. He was, yeah. It, they live. I don't think they live is a particularly good film, but he was very good in it, and you could see the potential for him to do bigger things. Our old uh, 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 Moscow correspondent Vianon loves They Live, and she yeah. recommends that people watch it. And uh, you know, I was a Bernie Sanders person. I feel the film is a bit uh, overrated, but uh, but a lot of people love it. Er- Eric Pilcher, he says in the chat, They Live is such a great film. Uh, him, him, and Keith David leave one of the greatest fight scenes in cinema history, in my opinion. But it's the metaphor for people being brainwashed, and oh you yeah, could, you could read Norm, the great Norm Chomsky. You know, people that were all basically being programmed. All the, you know, yeah. Oh, the premise, old, yeah, yeah. The premise is 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 solid. It's yeah, just... very much sci-fi. Loves that premise. That yeah, I, before oh, yeah. I was a kid. Uh, Miriam Banish joins us in the chat. Hello, Miriam. Um, let's see. I just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Um, yep. Rocky's accusing you of being a Russian. I think we, uh, uh, Texas Mike is in the chat room. Hello, Texas. Mike. I, I, I do love a Russian. A carbon oh, life oh my goodness. Wow. With an XX matrix. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yep. Uh, she'd like to see Putin, uh, kaput. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think, um, Sorry, I was just distracted by something in the chat room. Something filthy. I think what we'll do is, uh, I think now would be a good time. Let's do, uh, let's get to Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And then uh, when we come back in the second hour, I I want to uh, hear more uh, about what you were uh, suggesting earlier via Messenger. It's a frightening scenario, but. Yes. And we're talking about the nuclear, we'll talk about violating the nuclear taboo. Yes. And this is the guy that just might do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully not, but... Oh, yes. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. So let's do this. So uh, this is Eric Pilcher's classic film review, 
And uh, this week he has reviewed Batman from 1966, the original film starring Adam West. And uh, check this out. I think you'll enjoy it. We always uh, get a lot of great response to Eric's segment. And then we'll show some love to our amazing sponsors right after that. And then we will be back with our number two. John Hopwood is here. Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't go anywhere. Emergency. Batman speaking. Warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy surprises, Batman. It's really exciting. Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most bataclysmic collection of super criminals that ever plotted to take over the world. Number one, the Riddler. Question, who's going to make the feathers fly and knock Batman and Robin out of the sky? Number two, the Joker. Have you heard this one? It'll kill you, Batman. <laughs> Number three, the penguin. There are two eggs this wily bird is going to scramble, Batman and Robin. <laughs> Number four, the catwoman. Oh, you're going to see the perfect crime when I get Batman in my claws. And that's just a sample of the exciting exploits ahead in our first feature motion picture. Holy memoranda, folks. Make a note not to miss it. Good thinking, Robin. Comic book films are some of the most popular films today. The proof is despite the latest films streaming the day they are released in theaters, many people still venture to see them on the theater screen on opening day. They were also five out of the top ten highest grossing films in 2021, including the number one highest grossing film, Spider-Man No Way Home. But for this meteoric success, there had to be a beginning, and that beginning is the subject of this week's film review. Released in 1966, Batman the Movie stars Adam West and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin. This film was released in between seasons one and two of the classic television series. It features the dynamic duo taking on four of their most feared and Gotham City's most feared supervillains, the Joker the Riddler, the Penguin, and the very alluring Catwoman, played by Cesar Romero, Frank Gorshin, Burgess Meredith, and the sultry Julie Newmar as Catwoman. The film takes on a very strong comic book vibe, complete with action bubbles appearing on the screen during fight scenes and filmed with a bright and vibrant color palette. It is also campy in the highest regard. These first two scenes demonstrate this. First, we hear a conversation between Batman, Robin, and the somewhat inept Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara 
of the Gotham City Police Department. Then we will hear the first group interaction between the diabolical, villainous foursome. Tell me, Commissioner, what known super criminals are at large just now? I'll check it once, Batman. Uh, Bonnie, let's have the latest status report on known super criminals still at large. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bonnie. Coming up, Batman, on the closed circuit TV screen. Come over here. Status report. Known super criminals not currently imprisoned. The Penguin. That pompous, waddling master of foul play, maestro of a million criminal umbrellas. The Joker. Devilish clown prince of crime. Oh, if I only had a nickel for every time he's baffled us. What, the Riddler loose too? So it seems, loose to plague us with his criminal conundrums. Gosh, and the Catwoman. End of status report. Could be any one of them, but which one? Which ones? Pretty fishy what happened to me on that ladder. You mean by there's a fish there could be a penguin? But wait, it happened at sea. See? See for Catwoman. Yet that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddler. Riddler? Oh, thought strikes me. So dreadful, I scarcely dare give it utterance. The four of them. Their forces combine. Holy nightmare! Batman, could it be? I don't know. But I think I know where to find a clue. Come on, Robin. To the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. And now, presenting our villains. Underworld. <laughs> We're about as united as the members of the United World headquarters on Gotham East River. What's the matter with you all? She's right. She's right. If we don't manage to somehow swallow our super criminal pride, I'm afraid we're right, going to Mr. Be... Riddler. Quite right. We must hang together. Almost assuredly, we shall hang separately. Oh, and what a pity that would be on the eve of the greatest criminal coup anyone ever dreamed of. Ah. How did it go, Catwoman? Perfectly. Perfectly. In my disguise as Kitka, I penetrated their press conference. The fools are completely baffled. Yeah, but I'm drowned. 
Yes, unfortunately. Batman's boots didn't even look damp. How's our prisoner? Still doesn't know he's been kidnapped? He hasn't the foggiest. He just keeps ringing for his confounded tea. I maybe should have mentioned earlier or alluded to the fact the level of campiness that this film has. It is extremely, extremely high. Not in a way that makes the film horrible. It is camp in a heartwarming, laughable way. This camp factor is showcased brilliantly by West. His overacting and overzealous attempts at being quote-unquote smooth are right up there with the stylings of the great William Shatner. I hope these next two clips show this. The first one is Batman entering a bar and encountering one of the Riddler's henchwomen. This is one of the most well-known scenes of the film because Batman gives us his hypnotizing dance, the Batusi. It does break my heart that you cannot see the pure awesomeness of this on display due to this being on radio. Then we encounter Batman's real identity, sorry, spoiler alert, Bruce Wayne, having a romantic evening with Miss Kitka. Buddy Gad, she is really the Catwoman. Oh, what could go wrong? Ringside table, Batman? Uh, just looking, thanks. I'll stand at the bar. I shouldn't wish to attract attention. A large fresh orange juice, please. Yes, sir. Looking for a friend? Maybe you can help me. I've got a problem. Why is a quarrel like a bargain? Well, well. What master taught you to it? The answer is it takes two to make it. Like beautiful music, like the dance. Shall we? Your orange juice, sir. Batman special. Accept your invitation. And now, a little bit of romance. And all my days our trances and all my nightly dreams are where thy dark eye glances and where thy footstep gleams 
Edgar Allan Poe, Miskitka. To one in paradise. First stanza. About that dream you had. Do we dare? Why not? Yes, of course, why not? Of what use is a dream, if not a blueprint for courageous action? Oh, into action, comrade. Miss Kitka, I have the strangest feeling that I am about to be utterly and madly carried away. film is just a masterpiece. It is good, clean, campy fun. Some examples of this that we did not get to are everything is referred to as bat this and bat that, bat copter, bat spray, bat shark repellent, and so forth. There is a rubber shark that attacks Batman, and the fighting scenes are horribly choreographed. But through it all, this film has a quaint timelessness about it. Even when watching it now, it is as if the film is self-aware of how cheesy it is, and the actors and actresses fully embrace this. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids' nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. And despite what some may say, it is not in detriment at all. It adds to the decades-long appeal of this version of Batman. This version has transcended generations. That is due to its appeal and charm. To respect and truly appreciate how epic and amazing comic book films are now, you must embrace where it began. And that would be this film. Rest assured, it is a good thing to view it, and you will appreciate it and remember it forever. 
Join me next week as we will look at one of the greatest film noirs of all time, Orson Welles' Touch of Evil. For WMNH in Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. To the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry, located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. WMNH, rip the knob off. Welcome to our number two numero dose of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. Also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. Today is Friday, March 4. 2022. Uh, I'm not alone. John Hopwood is here at the news desk. He's got the Hopknot mug, our amazing sponsor, of course, the Hopknot on Elm. They've got the delicious gourmet pretzels. They've got the craft beer. They've got live music every Friday night. Thursday nights is trivia night. Wednesday nights is industry night. 
Sometimes they have karaoke on Saturdays. But the best thing, of course, the food and the beverage. And they've got merch like the uh, like the mugs, for example. And they've got T-shirts and I think they've got hats and they got all kinds of stuff. I got to get some of that so I can wear that on the show. But uh, mostly it's the ambiance. The ambiance. Friendliness. They've got that very friendly. Yeah, yeah, great place. So we yeah. love the Hopknot. Great food, great service, great family. And uh, please uh, continue to uh, to support them. An amazing, <clears throat> amazing business. Um, coming up uh, today, of course, uh, Fridays are busy around here. We've got Granite State of Mind uh, coming up at 6 p.m., uh, hosted by the great Rob Azevedo. And then, of course, tonight at 7.30, from 7.30 to 10 p.m., Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. And uh, I'm one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. And Scott Reinhart, uh, I think is his name. I'll be meeting him for the first time, an old friend of Paul's. So uh, tonight should be a lot of fun. I heard uh, I heard uh, DJ Steve on the morning show talking about how much he's looking forward to it. So, uh, so that will be a great time. So there is uh, there is much to do on Fridays around here. And if you'd like to call in, you can 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007, or you can text me at 617-917-4476, tweet me at Matt Connerton, or send an email to matt at mattconnerton.com. And of course, you can interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your very dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. Uh, speaking of the Facebook live chat, uh, Jenny and uh, Mike Pelopita, of course, from Queen City Cabinetry, both uh, complimenting Eric Pilcher on his classic film review of the 1966, the original release of Batman, uh, of course, uh, starring Adam West. And uh, if you missed it, of course, you can hear that uh, in the archive when the archive goes up on the WMNH site and on my website. But also, uh, Eric has uh, started a website, PilchersPoint.com, and he's putting all the uh, archives of the film reviews that he does for Matt Connerton Unleashed. Uh, he's putting them there so you can uh, you can access all of them. And not only that, but the shows uh, that he has done with John Hopwood, his appearances on uh, WPYP. We picked your president. And uh, Ward uh, 13. Oh, he's been on Ward 13 as well, yes. He was in the last Ward 13 in the first WPYP TV Manchester, which next week it's WPYP TV presents Manchester Infamous. Ooh, yeah. With that's, Gonzo and Cobb. That's right. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. Manchester Infamous infamous wow very exciting and uh both uh gonzo and kyle uh will be joining you for that kyle clayton of course not kyle heavey we should make that distinction on manchester infamous wow yes, yes. very da, good da, da. <laughs> very good very By good by the way matt has anybody answered the question the hopwood family connection to batman not yet so nope. no hickey no hickey when do i explain it do you want to go ahead or do you want to hold out and see if somebody, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm skeptical anyone's going to get it. Maybe they don't want a hickey from there. Well, that may be. Hickey is a very 70s type of thing. Early 70s. Mm, you know? I, I guess I wouldn't. Did you ever give a, uh, a carbon-based life form a hickey in your life? I never have. Uh, I, never I, have. I swear. I never, I never have. Yeah, I never have either. It seemed vulgar. Well, it's, uh, you know, and, and then you got to figure out how to cover it up. I once went on what I thought was a date with this woman, 
that I met in a uh, creative writing class at the University of San Francisco. And she comes to the day, and she has a hickey on her neck. Uh-huh. I, I guess it wasn't considered a date uh, to her. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Well, well, well. Kind of wrecked things. Yes, yes. Well, uh, you uh, had messaged me earlier about you've been researching, and I, I had asked you the question the other day because I wasn't exactly clear on, you know, uh, we've been talking about these uh, these nuclear weapons, and uh, which uh, has been a hot topic recently, of course, as the— uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine rages on, and uh, Vladimir Putin has kind of waved that sword around a little bit. Um, by the way, now before we get into tactical nukes uh, specifically, versus um, strategic nuclear versus nuclear. strategic, um, I uh, what what do you think of my? Um, well, actually, I I brought up a couple of things. I think yesterday, for one thing, I was saying that you know. While there is cause for concern, um, as far as I know, unless I've missed something, we haven't seen any evidence yet that he's actually mobilizing nuclear weapons. In other right. words, American intelligence hasn't shown via satellite imagery that... Strategic nuclear weapons. Okay. Strategic nuclear weapons are different than tactical nuclear weapons. A strategical, strategic nuclear weapons are meant to be fired by intercontinental ballistic missiles, or it could be a missile, like if you're just going to hit Europe, you know, Russia is a big country, but it's part of Europe, to the Urals. So it wouldn't be an ICBM, but it'd be a medium-range missile. You're firing a strategic missile, which usually has a MIRV, which multiple, you know, re-entry vehicles, usually 8 to 10, which have nuclear warheads, uh, a, a MIRV with 10, with 25 uh, megaton warheads, that's 250 megatons, a megaton being a million tons of TNT. I think that uh, little boy that was dropped in Hiroshima is either t- is it 20 uh, megatons, and fat boy on Nagasaki was about 15 megatons, uh, not me- kilotons thousand tons yeah so a kiloton is a thou- the equivalent of a thousand tons of tnt a megaton is a million tons of tnt explosive force so uh what you do is you fire a strategic missile into another country far away because you don't want that ye- you know not thinking about the fallout but you don't want that destructive force anywhere near yourself or your forces. So ju- just so we're clear, so so a strategic missile then would be an ICBM fired from, say, from there to here or, right. from, or from here to there. Or a medium range, it would be fired like from the bo- uh, uh, Russia into France or the UK. Okay. Which would have to travel a couple, th- you know, a couple thousand miles. And these distinctions are important, not just when we're talking about Russia, but when we're talking about, you know, okay, North Korea today, they tested right whatever type of missile they, they tested. Now, strategic nuclear weapons are controlled by treaty, and they have been since 1963. Tactical nukes aren't. Hmm. Not at all, huh? No. Interesting. We okay. both have, right there but was the destruction of a lot of missiles when we had our, uh, when the USSR collapsed and we had that, go- uh, we 
both countries had a golden opportunity mm-hmm. to, which was wor- you know, exploited, to actually reduce the nuclear stockpile, thus, thus reducing the nuclear threat. Because on the show, as we explain, there's times where it came close to nuclear war, you know? Yeah. And then a- accidentally, too, when the, the problem with strategic nuclear weapons is like KAL-007. You don't know, you don't know what's happening right then. And there, there's a scenario that somebody might set a chain of events going. Mm-hmm. From misunderstanding, and yeah. we brought you've brought that up. How there was some no, this isn't what's happening. God, uh, so then some people say that's a person that saved you know a great deal of grief from <laughs> from, from the world. But uh, strategic nuclear weapon is something that's used long range. It's controlled by treaty, and we actually had a massive reduction and destruction of nuclear weapons where the uranium in Soviet nukes is used all over the world to fire nuclear power plants. Yeah. So we have, I think they got about 1,500 strategic missiles, and we got about 1,350. Well, by the way, that's something I learned recently that I didn't realize uh, that uh, Russia actually has more than we do. Yeah. For for years and years, I, I just, I thought that, you know, I knew that they had a lot of them. I thought they had the second largest stockpile of nukes in the world. I didn't realize they actually have the largest. I always assumed that we had the largest. From about the mid-70s or late 70s, they had more. Mm. But you're talking about so much firepower to destroy the world so many times over. Right. At a certain point, it really doesn't matter because it's just... But some strategic nuclear weapons are targeted at other, you know, at where you assume the strategic nuclear weapons are. Yeah. And, you know, when I was in university, it was the MX missile. They were going to have nukes uh, in this huge tunnel system, hundreds of miles long, underneath the desert, you know, and going, shuttling around like the New York subway. So the Soviets wouldn't know where to to hit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, you know, that was so expensive. And also Jimmy Carter killed a tactical nuclear program, the neutron bomb, which was a device that what wasn't intended to blow, destroy stuff, but just to radiate, to, you drop it, it creates enough radiation to kill people. I remember hearing about the right. neutron bomb, but I never knew what it was really. Maybe they might exist for all we know. So I a don't neutron, know. So a neutron bomb, it, w- it wouldn't actually, there would be no explosion, just radiation. Right. That's why you could kill all the Ukrainians and not destroy all the infrastructure. Oh, interesting. Yes. But a tactical nuke is, is different as a different device altogether. We, there's never been a use of a tactical nuclear weapon. Of course, there's only been two atomic bombs right. dropped. In anger, ended the jet, the war with Japan. Why is it, by the way, is this something I've made up in my head? Why is it that whenever I hear about tactical nukes, I think of the Bay of Pigs? Is there a reason? No. Okay. Not really. Maybe some. Maybe I'd read those something were medium about- range missiles because if you put the uh, if you put range the, the ninety minutes, uh, yeah. Instead of taking like ninety minutes, you have like a few minutes, and you're destroying New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, I'm saying 90 minutes because it's 90 miles from uh, Havana to uh, Miami. I mean, but we had the the trade-off to end that 
crisis, which is the closest the world ever came to nuclear war, was the United States traded off its obsolete Jupiter nuclear missiles in Turkey. Yeah. Medium range. That could have, you know, wiped out a good part of uh, the Soviet Union. But those were due to be dismantled anyway, right? But that right. Was a, but that was the one that gave Khrushchev a way to look like he had gained something. And he did gain something. Yeah. Because they weren't going to be, they were going to be replaced with Polaris missiles. Mm. In Batman the movie, they have Polaris missiles. Oh. You know, there's a Polaris <laughs> missile that goes, that was the latest nuke of the time. We have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? What's up, Matt? Tony. Hey, Tony, what's up? Not much. Hey, did you uh, get a chance to see the two videos that are, I guess they're kind of like getting kind of popular right now, of the captured two Russian soldiers in Ukraine and what what the Ukraine people did to them? I haven't I haven't seen the videos, but I seem to remember hearing about them. I, I know they're, they're being treated All right, re- so, re- really well. So right? I'll just I'll break it down for you. The one video shows the Ukraine people feeding, giving, giving this guy hugs, and and then uh, they're giving him drink and a blanket, and he said to the people, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. do this. And he's like, he's like 18 years old. Yeah. He's and a conscript. He, he's, he's sitting there saying, I don't want to do this. And they FaceTimed his mom off, off of one of their phones. Yeah to let them know that they have their son and he's okay to come home. But he said, he said in translation, I don't want to do this. That's part of the weakness of the Russian forces. They have a draft and they've had it forever. And uh, those are conscripts. Those are draftees. They're not trained and they have the very poor morale. Who wants to be drafted? I mean, this kid, this kid, this kid looked like a baby. I mean, he looked like a baby, like, well, it was just unbelievable. I'll, I'll send you over the link to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd like to see that. It, yeah. yeah uh, the Russians he's, he's, don't want to fight Ukrainians. Yeah. The average Russian. they can. It's like brother, they're brother people, cultures, you well, know? Well, allegedly, they were, uh, they were told they were just going on training exercises right. and whatnot. They weren't even told what they were actually doing. They don't live in a democracy. They don't live with freedom of the press. Right. They don't, yeah, they, you know. It's terrible. The, the, the Soviet Zelensky, military is like awful. Said, like I mean, the Russian, excuse me. What's that, Zelensky Tony? said yesterday, um, he said, Russia, sit with me and talk. We are neighbors. Oh, yeah. He, he yeah. put that out there. He put that out there like that yesterday. Yeah. And there's just nothing. I mean, I mean, you look at these images. I, I was watching it about the, did you see about the children's hospital, the kids with like brain tumors oh, yeah. that are... In, in that Ukraine, happens in the more. basements, yeah. and I, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just, I, it's it's hard to watch. Oh, absolutely. It's really hard. It, uh, and, I and, would and, recommend not like watching it. As a, like it's I keep saying as an American, like, how can we sit back and just watch these babies die and these families die? Like, how can we just not do something? You mean like all something. the, you mean like the tens of thousands of people that died in Iraq? <laughs> Children? I mean... That's war. It's just it's the same kind. John, I... I, I mean, I war is disgusting and brutal. It's grotesque. It's horrifying. Yeah. And it, it destroys people. Just, it destroys people for the rest of their lives that survive. Yeah. They're psyched. I mean, they're talking, they're talking about the protesters that are being arrested right now. 
in Russia. They're looking at like ten yeah. years in prison. Yeah, in Russia, ten They're looking years. at like ten years in prison, and that 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 eighty nine year old woman that they arrested and, and thrown in jail. Like, a, are you serious? A Russian journalist, a Russian, told me. Well, now, thankfully, a U.S. citizen and believe, <laughs> but there were the people that still believe in the U, uh, U.S. until Trump got challenged him a bit. But uh, that to, for, to to question the war, the Russian media just gets twenty will get twenty years. And you have to understand something: Russia has no legal system. It never had one. And it doesn't have one now. There's no rule of law. Hitler, yeah, well, Nazi well. Germany had legal system because it just adapted the one that Germany had for, for 150 years called the continental system. It perverted it, mm-hmm. but it was still had a legal law and you could go in and argue about contracts, this, that, and the other thing. That was part of the nation building project of Russia, of people going over there like in the early nineties and stuff. They have no law. I yeah. know people. There's well, I no think, law. I think, I think with the Russian people not being able to get their money, and everything's tied up. They're already you're going to see an uprising. You're going to see a huge uprising. They are already in so Russia. poor. And Lindsey, Lindsey Graham might get what he is asking for. It's not just Lindsey that's opening for that. I would yeah. think that over a hundred million Russians uh, are hoping for that. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, Lindsey. Lindsey had the well. We should talk. Come out and say it. Well, I wouldn't call it that. I mean, we're all thinking it. We're all thinking it, but he came out and said it. Yeah, but so, he, he should. He's bad karma. He he. Well, he shouldn't have said it though, because then that gets used. Russian state media uses that at the direction of Putin as to say, "Look, look at what the Americans are saying. They want they Believe want uh, your your yeah. leader assassinated." He, he You're sh- absolutely right, Matt. Yeah. Because they you one of the things Matt pointed out la- la- uh, yesterday was that oh. Well, I'm going in because they got weapons of mass destruction. Where did I hear that before? <laughs> and don't, and yeah. he knows that because he's yep. brought stuff, uh, our hypocrisy up. And Henry Kissinger, the old unindicted war criminal himself, when we invaded Iraq, was on the, like CNN saying, well, I'm going to, it overturned 350 years of settled international law since the Treaty of Westphalia. It was, in, we illegally invaded Iraq. And this is an old, this is a guy that, you know, should have been put against the wall and shot, you know, yeah. for the moral depredations of continuing the Vietnam War after after Nixon came in. It's madness. Yeah. But it just keep, kept going on. Yeah. But so... But you see what Putin's doing, Tony, and it's about the thing about tactical nukes. He's declared Ukraine is Russia. No, so, it's like what Matt said. He's 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 trying to make his legacy. He's trying to he's trying put to, himself into history books as this guy. You know, and no, it's not but working just out. Li- as, just as listen, planned. just listen about because we're talking about tactical nukes. He's declared Ukraine is Russia, and it was for two hundred over almost three hundred years as part of the Russian Empire. Then there were all the fictions of the Soviet Union. Because remember, Ukraine had its own seat in the United Nations because Stalin wanted every one of the 23 republics to have it. But we only uh, agreed to let them have Belarus, which is Belarus, which is a horrific friggin' dictatorship. Mm. But that Hitler, Hitlerian said, oh, he's not going to invade now. Although he's letting the Russians use his territory. Yeah, of course. But, it, you know, people were worried that he was going to invade himself. Mm. To get part of the sport, it's like a Mussolini type of character. But by declaring that it's Russia, he's trying to set up probably, and I'm just saying not, he's about tactical nukes. Well, I'm going to be using a tactical nuke in my own country. Because, see, something has changed fundamentally. 
because see, all of the nuclear thinking was about strategic nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. And now once you've expanded NATO into Poland and uh, Romania, you've got a problem. How can a U.S. president or the uh, prime minister of the United Kingdom or the president of France sell to a democracy, well, we're going to incinerate the world over Ukraine or Poland or, or, or Romania. Whereas when we had NATO, the original NATO, our, my uncle and probably your grandparents and mm-hmm. stuff, they fought over this territory in two wars. Yeah. So there was an emotional attachment. I mean, men, not the same amount of people that died in uh, Russians that uh, died during World War II or even World War I. But, you know, hundreds of thousands of people died and our soldiers died. And that was part of our memories. So how do you sell Article 5? Because it was understood when I was stationed in Germany, West Germany. What's happening? I was telling somebody, this is the scenario that we were trained for, except instead of West Germany, it's Ukraine. But Ukraine, nobody didn't even think about something like that. Right, you know? right. That's so far away. How do you, if they had invaded Germany, we would have all been dead in three days. Mm-hmm. We were buying three to four days, three to four days for a response because they, you know, we had all the plans. England was like a nuclear aircraft carrier. There were so many planes with nuclear weapons that would have come in. Mm-hmm. But we, as the army that was there, we were going to die. That's just part of what everybody knew. That was part of the thing. Because the United States avoided World War I and World, for three years, World War II for two years. Mm-hmm. We were there. Brings the United States in. We, were, uh, we had 750,000 troops and over 2 million civilians. Yeah, they were. We had all plans to evacuate civilians to France. Three to four days were buying, and as the uh, planes come in from England, we're you know like praying. Actually, in the Iraq, the Persian Gulf War. What's uh, uh, Yeah, talk, okay, talk, I could talk, go a lot yeah, too. Talk, but see, the yeah, point is right yeah, now. I'm, I'm good. I'm yeah, good, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tony. Thanks for the call. Take yeah. care. Good right. luck, Tony. Bye-bye. I hope we can get through. We'll get through this with the Ukrainians with this ending. Because I guess there are some negotiations going on because this is destroying. Putin will do whatever it takes to survive. Mm-hmm. If he could kill every Ukrainian to survive. Yeah. But. It... The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. He might pull back from it. But see, the thing about expanding into NATO, the thing about a tactical nuclear weapon what you have a, a tank divisions 180 200 tanks you drop a low yield nuclear weapon that has something like what was a davy crockett that was only 20 tons of tnt rather than like fat boys 20 uh, is what's it 20 kilotons you destroy you just take out a tank division you 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 dynamically st- 
stop something happening, you know, tactical nuclear weapons. Uh, you could destroy a dam. You could destroy a position that's so heavily fortified that you can't take that, like, casino, Monte Casino, the Battle of Casino in Italy during World War II. It took them so long to get beyond this abbey on the hill, and it just bogged the, the American and the Brits down for so long because the Nazis were dug in, and we dropped so many bombs. Well, how if you drop a nuke on it, you know? Yeah. But the, the thing they're saying and reading is about how things are changed now because people didn't think about the use of tactical nuclear weapons. When you have NATO so expanded that the Russians could use tactical nuclear weapons, even eventually with a NATO uh, country like Romania. And how do you respond to that? How does the United States respond to the use of a small yield tactical weapon that's destroyed, uh, geez, with 108, what's a tank division got? uh, 2,000 men or something, you know, which these small strikes, does that justify using the strategic nukes? Because we only have 200 tactical nuclear weapons. They've got 2,000. Wow. We have the, the, it's true. And ours are dropped mostly by plane. Yeah. Where they have a whole plethora of them. Because, you know, I had a, my next door neighbor was the Davy Crockett, a very small yield uh, uh, nuclear warhead. It was like maybe seven, was it 2,000 pounds of TNT. It was meant to be used in the battlefield. Two men, a recoilless rifle with a bazooka, the type of device, to be used on a field. That was to be used in the field in Germany to take out tanks because the Russians had all these tank armies, mm-hmm. you know, these mobile tank armies that were there. How do you stop them without going full nuclear? Yeah. Small nuclear weapons. You, you, you just use them. And the thing about Putin is he's broken these ta- this taboo. I mean, I never thought he'd go this Well, far. he's threatened to, yeah. And, well, he's brought up nuclear, nuclear, uh, nuclear. Yeah, yeah you, for, rare, you rarely even hear anyone use the words. Yeah, Right, you don't uh, use that. So everybody's wondering if he is off his rocker, first of all, yeah. but whether he is willing to use a tactical nuclear weapon to change a situation in Ukraine mm-hmm. or, you know, because... Believe me, right now, the people on the border, like Moldova, is a re- new country. It was part of Romania, and there's a Moldavian Republic that's part of Russia, too. They're scared. And I, my yeah. friend's wife is from there. They're scared. I think SHI, you know what list. I think Tony Blinken was there yesterday, actually, <laughs> right. visiting. Yeah. Belarus is there. You know? yeah. if, if these people weren't, our, our great prayers, these, these dictators and this destroy the society. To the people, your initiative and pardon me. Mm. <coughs> By the w- thing, you know, I'm just saying. Thank God that these aren't the, uh, you know, By they the- just destroy their own people. By the way, Jenny in the chat room was bringing up. You know, you, you mentioned earlier uh, information being cut off, and you know, obviously they don't have uh, freedom of the of the press there. And apparently today they shut off uh, Facebook in Russia. 
which obviously people globally depend on just to communicate with each other and to spread news, whether or not the news is accurate or not. But uh, yeah, Russia, they, they shut that off, which is, I mean, remember how when there was an outage before and how people were losing their minds just having no Facebook for a day? Yeah. You know, because of an outage, can you imagine you're in Russia and your you know, Facebook gets cut off and you know it's not coming right back? And and that's your primary mode of communicating with people around the country? They also rely on Western media, but that can, yeah. can be cut off, too. Yeah. And Russia Today is, is shutting down both Russia Today and uh, RT America. Right. But uh, you have the BBC Russian service. Under Trump, we the Voice of America went down. But yep. they're not going to necessarily... Pardon me. <clears throat> they're going to weigh what's their Russians are very cynical people because they've been screwed so many times. Yeah. And their grandparents, grandparents, they're very cynical people, but they've been treated like such crap. And I'm just saying Belarus, you know, the people have been so beaten down mm-hmm. that it's like the Russians. So they don't want, what, what am I doing here? What right, do I want right. to do? It's yeah. not like. And I hate to say it because it sounds almost racist. Like the Chinese, I would think Chinese military are much more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a dis- very disciplined country, a different type of dynamic yeah. with the Confucianism of the culture and everything. It's like I always remember, I used to read The Economist all the time, and how Russia under Gorbachev, well, Soviet Union was thinking, oh, we've got to do something. You know, this is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can use the East German model, um, which, you know, in the Eastern countries, Hungary and East Germany were doing rather well. But uh, East Germany, of course, was like one-tenth the, the potential of, of, of West Germany, a capitalist system. Well, a social democratic capitalist system. And the economist said, well, the problem with that is... Uh, Russians aren't Germans. <laughs> and it, yeah. It's true. Yeah. You don't come from a culture. Germans value education. A, a, a school teacher in Russia, I mean in the Germany, is a, is a respected, a cr- incredible member of the community, you know, unlike in the United States. It's almost like amongst Jew, the Jewish culture, a scholar is considered is so revered. Mm-hmm. And that's a culture of learning. And I guess the Chinese, the Confucian cultures have that too but so but the 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 nightmare of the use if this guy could use a tactical nuke because how does the united states respond to it Mm -hmm. see now the congressional military industrial complex says we got to build more tactical nukes Mm -hmm. because look at what's going on yeah and you hate to go down those pathways but what can you do if uh, how far is he willing to go? Uh, Mike Palapita in the chat uh, says, of course, from uh, Queen City Cabinetry, I read today they also closed down the last two stations that were independent, last yeah. two uh, radio stations, and now it's only uh, state-run news being broadcast. And uh, Rocky Huber said only state-run cabinetry stores are allowed to operate now. <laughs> Which is probably true because yeah. the smaller independent businesses have been just white, uh, being throttled and destroyed. Even before this, their average Russian had been immiserated, brought to a level of poverty and, like, desperation. Yeah. And uh, now it's just horrific. Putin doesn't give a damn for Russian people any more than he gives for the Ukrainians. Right. Or anybody. And uh, that's the frightening thing. People didn't really talk or think about tactical nukes. 
I mean, it was, it was, we did, you did think about it and stuff, but here's the thing where it can, it's going, it's a bargaining chip in a way that strategic nukes once were, because, you know, we're using strategic nuclear weapons is, is unthinkable. Yeah. Uh, rawstory.com has a story, uh, Russians quote totally devastated after Putin flushed their economy down the toilet in Every, five days. And, and, in and five their days, savings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Now there's no food. Oh yeah. There's, yep. they, they have no money. They don't have the currency. This is this is why, by the way, John. This is the other thing I wanted to get your opinion on. I, I was saying, um, I think I said this yesterday. I think I, I probably said it a couple times during the week. I'm. Uh, cautiously optimistic because people are worried that he's going to go beyond Ukraine and maybe, uh, you know, maybe Moldova, you know, I, I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is I don't see how he's going to be able to, I don't see, I don't see how he's going to be able to afford to, and he's, he's going to be bogged down. It's like uh, retired general Barry McCaffrey said, Putin just bought himself 10 years dealing with Ukraine. He's going to be bogged down for the next decade. 10 years. Just trying to sort that out. He's going to be bogged down for the rest of his life. Well, the Pripet marshes, uh, they call them the Pinsk marshes in Ukraine. You were talking about, you were talking about the mud and the everything. Mud, yeah. But, you know, when the Nazis went into Ukraine and, you know, met the Red Army, oh, they would just, they would take like Hundreds of thousands of prisoners at a time because the, uh, the Red Army had been devastated by Stalin's butchery and that. And so, but then they'd start escaping into those marshes and then really? they became guerrilla forces that the Wehrmacht, the Wehrmacht soldier, you know, the German army, they were hor- the, the, <laughs> they didn't want to go anywhere near it. First of all, because of the conditions, but now they do have roads. And one thing Zelensky did was create. He was elected on building roads, which, you know, my father always said that Eisenhower created the superhighway system so that the tanks could, you know, take over a city when there was, a, you know, an uprising or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there would be guerrilla forces that could, would just disappear into these areas. First of all, it's 44 million people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not Chechnya. Right. <laughs> right. It's not. Uh, yeah. It's. Yeah. I don't it, see how we can swallow it all. Right. Exactly. You know, there's a difference between taking a country and holding a country. How does he hold Ukraine? How can you take Kiev? How do you right. take it? Right. Three million people. How do you feed it? Yeah. Yeah. How do you how do you feed your own troops? And he's reducing the cities to rubble. He, you know, he's 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 gonna he's gonna take the country, and and what is he gonna get? You know, I I understand. I guess from his point of view, he thought it was going to be easy, and he thought you know he'd have to defeat the Ukrainian military, and then after that, he just takes over. But instead, because the Ukrainians, God love them, they've put up this incredible resistance. You know, but but so Putin is just uh, leveling everything. Well, they've been giving uh, they've been given a lot of hardware. Yes. Yes. That uh, he, uh, they, the Russians were unable to achieve any uh, air superiority. Yeah, it, it's just a botched up operation. Oh yeah, uh, Wayne uh, Noel put this in the chat room. Uh, maybe something to ponder. What if the whole intention by NATO and the UN was to let Zelensky fail, allowing Russia to take back all of the territory they had as the Soviet Union and uh, begin to push for a new world government coming. Uh, from the east and not the west, as presumed. From what east? 
the Chinese are, are bailing out on Putin. He's incompetent, you know. Yeah. The Chinese need the need the West to sell goods to. They want they embraced Putin uh, uh, a year ago, and yeah. that's probably one of his miscalculations. The Chinese and the Russians fell around 1960. They used to border battles all the time. I mean, China is a sophisticated uh, country. It is part of the world economic system. Yeah. Russia, the Soviet Union was kept out of the world order. The United States would not allow the Soviet Union to become part of like the international bank. I mean, the, the World Bank and other the or the international system of payments. Uh, they only did contracts. Uh, we'd sell wheat. And maybe they'd give us uh, or one of our client, uh, you know, uh, raw materials. But they created their own European Union, uh, the uh, your own economic unit, because it used to be called the EEC, the European Economic Community, and then became the European Union. But it created its own called Comic-Con with the Warsaw Pact nations, which was basically, you know, uh, a, a, what do you call it, a confederacy of dunces, of, of, <laughs> of, 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 of these crippled uh, economies. Do you know that the the Ru- the Russians have a uh, a version, their own version of the IMF and the World Bank that has given l- loaned money to places like Hungary, Poland, and that former Warsaw Pact countries, be, be financed by the oil revenues. But all of a sudden, all the countries are just—they're just bailing out on this bank that they had. Because yeah. the Russians had a tremendous amount of money from the oil money. Look yeah. at—you know—they find—they put so much money through Deutsche Bank. Just because Trump got loans from Deutsche Bank doesn't mean that the Russians are directly financing him. Right. We wanted it to be that way. Right. <laughs> it didn't turn out to be quite that way. Yeah, but. Uh, I have to say, Biden, I think, is doing a great job. I've never seen a country where thr- throttling Russia. Yeah. Just throttling them. Oh, and yeah. And the Chinese are bad. <laughs> you know. Well, that, that's that been a surprise, I and think. no Taiwan. They I, will not take Taiwan. The, the throttling economically has been a surprise in the sense that, obviously, when this began, you know, we were talking about, you know, very severe sanctions like they've never experienced. And, and, and individual and people, too. Right, yeah. right. But the consensus that uh, that I perceived was that, you know, it was going to take a long time. It might take months. It might take years. Because Switzerland these, would never do it, right? For, right, yeah. for these sanctions to really <laughs> yeah. have an effect. And instead, it's happening now. Like I said, you know, there's this article about, you know, Putin flushed the whole economy <laughs> Down the toilet in five days. Uh, it's was, happening so fast. He was counting on Germany being intimidated because they control uh, 20, 40% of the gas, and that's 25% of their energy. Yep. But you notice the weird thing. Those contracts are sacrosanct, mm-hmm. which is, you know, one of the reasons he's seizing, I guess, uh, the nuclear plants to control more power. Yeah. Po- energy is power. Yeah. But... Take away, even the Chinese they say are willing to liquefy national natural gas to send it to Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
It's like what well, it would be like, uh, you know, talking about Batman to do with the villains, you know, uh, making a temporary alliance, but they're <laughs> right. still villains. You know? Right, right. The Chinese are out for China, not Russia. Of course. They're going yeah. to do what they have to do. Their little fantasy of, you know, the last year of Russia and China creating uh, uh, a way out of a U.S. dollar, mm-hmm. United States dominated world economy has basically collapsed. Because Putin's, I was going to use, I'd like to use the F word, but we can't. <laughs> uh, not, uh, not as a adjective, or, or is it an, yeah. So do you think is a Putin is a F word, or. Is, is, do you think there's any chance that uh, China, while we're all focused on this, China nope. uses the opportunity to take Taiwan? Why would it want, why? Why? I don't know, well. They've, uh, they've they've always kind of uh, been threatening to implicitly <laughs> right, and it is both countries claim that they are China. Yeah. Much more, <laughs> it's much more legal right to that than uh, you know he has to Ukraine, yeah, which was always supposedly a separate republic, even in the Soviet Union. But uh, look at what look at what we're doing to Putin. You just you could just do the stuff to. Uh, China. Yeah, that's true. Can't do it to Saudi Arabia because of their oil. Right. You can't. Right. (laughs) No. You destroy the entire. It's just too much. Oh, geez. They have that light, sweet crude and so much of it. Saudi Arabia, our government can barely manage to be mildly irritated (laughs) about murdering a journalist (laughs) with with (laughs) bones, bone saws, you know? Right. Uh, uh, On his way to pick up a visa for his uh, fiance. Yeah. We, we, uh, we, We find a way to be okay with it somehow. So, yeah, you're right. China does have more clout than Russia in that it yeah. it produces so much of our uh, our goods. Yeah, Russia only produces raw materials and stuff. It would be supplying India and uh, China with uh, energy because remember he they started reversing flows of gas while Gazprom while the Russian. Uh, Oil mon- uh, gas monopoly. I guess it's a monopoly now. And uh, India was always had a close relationship with Russia and the Soviet Union as non-allied. They because they wanted to play the United States and the United Kingdom, having mm-hmm. been a colonial uh, possession, yeah. off against each other. Yeah. They were the non-aligned movement, but they never took a hard stand against the Soviet Union or Russia. But even they're wary now. Yeah, I mean the. Uh, I just told, you know, the whole thing about the tactical nukes is such a a horrifying situation. Yeah. I don't think, I hope, I don't think he can do, would do it. No. But when you start, you know, (laughs) but then I, geez, if this was only wood, I'll knock on it with my good hand. By the way. Because I didn't think he'd invade anything other than Donbass. Right. He's already done so many, he's done a multiple of things that we didn't. We didn't yeah. think he would. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do with well, Kiev? Well, he thought it was going to be easy. He thought it's a, he it's thought a, they roll in, take it, and the that's country's it. Country's broke. Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it was a failed state. They have they're like GDP is so much worse than even Russia. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you notice that Northern Ireland still is part of the United Kingdom. Yeah, Ireland never got it back, even when Labour was in for twelve years, because it's a basket case. The Republic of Ireland would like. 
more of it, you know, the more the Catholic majority part, because they, yeah. when the Brits let Ireland go, they carved out a little too much. Uh, uh, they not just the Protestant around Belfast area, but they took some land that was mostly Catholic, so it could have a viable like you know farm farms to supply it and stuff. Yeah, but even that doesn't happen because it is a welfare case and a real pain in the ass. Yeah, we have <laughs> listeners uh, over there. Uh, online, oh yeah, actually, yeah. Oh, I, I have family from both those countries. Hey, but before we uh, run out of time, too, I want to ask you, and Jenny brought this up in the chat about uh, speaking of nuclear uh, issues around all of this, this uh, with the power plant. Apparently, they, they got control of the big one, you know, the largest uh, nuclear power plant yeah, in the fires, Europe. Uh... But, uh, but that could have gone very badly. Uh, we're lucky. And, and I guess there's uh, 13 more of them now that they're going to move on to. In theory, of these, yeah, they're uh, but, seizing the whole energy grid. It's ba- uh, you but know, they're doing it by force. It's very. Well, how, I mean, what that, are they going to do? Blow kisses at them? Well, that's the thing, though. If, if uh, <laughs> I, they want to cripple, it's a hell of a risk. They want to control all the energy in Ukraine. Yeah, it gives them. Uh, I've talked about it before, but you know, for since the Reagan administration. There's been all this jockeying over the control of the tremendous energy resources in the for, within the Soviet Union and now the former Soviet Union. But it, 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 he's going to take the nuclear plants so he can control the electricity grid there. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it makes sense tactically, but my God, I mean, they could have I, contaminated the continent. Yeah, particularly since they're... Uh, well, you know, they have a uh, contract with Hungary that's supposed to build a nuclear plant for them. I, I, <laughs> to me, that'd be like... People ask me, the Russians have cars? I said, yeah. <laughs> but you, you never, you know, you wouldn't want one, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know if I'd go to the Russians for a nuclear plant, even with all their experience. Right. <laughs> I was there when, I was in Germany when Ukraine, in, uh, when Chernobyl went. Oh, were you there? 19, oh, yeah. 1986. We all got the fallout. They destroyed all the crops in Germany because Germans are like um, West Germany was like America where they uh, the agricultural lobby is so big farmers that they get subsidized and you know, you know how they destroyed all the crops we were in a cabbage field they just let them rot you know what rotting cabbage oh, <laughs> smells like God. it's like iodine I don't even I like, like I don't even like the smell of uh cabbage being cooked let alone rotting <laughs> oh. right, all these cabbage fields. again they're all rotting again it's no like, no, oh no offense God. to our listeners in ireland but uh so awful wow no kidding well uh i think that uh putin's going to have to start negotiating yeah he has to yeah yeah he's he he, he how long can this almost a bomb again i mean a hole I mean, it's 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 actually difficult to even imagine how this could have gone any worse for him. <laughs> I mean, like how how could this have gone even worse than it's already going? I mean, it's it's almost hard to even. If he keeps going, he'll overwhelm Ukraine. Yeah, but he's got all the troops in there. Right, there aren't any reserves right now. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's and and he's going to be fighting. You know, it's going to be urban warfare in the cities for the, you know, like I said, for the next decade, for the rest of his life, he's going to be dealing with Ukraine. His because miserable he did this. life. Yeah. But uh, 
one of the things about killing uh, civilians, though, is when you have all these propaganda. They are propaganda. Propaganda has a negative uh, connotation because of Hitler mm-hmm. uh, and that. Propaganda just means disseminating a story that is uh, favorable to your point of view. Everybody's basically a propagandist. Mm-hmm. But you know how they're going to arm civilians and that? Well, you're going to have civilian casualties, but. Yeah. I don't like propaganda. I don't like reading those type of war stories. Yeah. I don't like reading about war. Well, it is depressing. Jeez. It is depressing. All right. Well, we Triggering. are. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Well, John, thank you. Uh, learned a lot today. That was great. I'm well, glad you came in. Your instincts are excellent about this. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I was, didn't call in the other day because, like I said, I'll call in and just screw everything up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Rocky Huber in the chat says, tell Hopwood I'll be downstairs. I have the book I got for him. Oh, okay. Oh, oh very nice. Very nice. Yeah, so uh, so thank you, John. Uh, thank you, uh, Kay Daver, for joining us earlier and everyone who called. And uh, thank you again, Eric Pilcher, for a wonderful uh, classic film review of Batman, the 1966 release. And don't forget, tomorrow... Up on uh, PilcherSpoint.com, he'll be publishing his written review of the new Batman movie, The Batman. So, uh, Oh, I have to... Uh, a, uh, Avery Hopwood, the Neil Simon of his time in the 1920s, he had four hits on Broadway in, in one year. Uh, they, Avery Hopwood wrote a play called The Bat, and they oh. made a movie of it. That's 1920, 1926, and the protagonist wears a costume as a bat, that influenced uh, the oh. depiction of Batman in the comic, the original oh. comic. Yeah. Oh, no so kidding. It's the 1926 version, movie version of the Avery Hopwood play, The Bat. Oh, okay. That I, I did not know that. Created the look of Batman. Oh. The, the, that, that whole, co- what do they call it, cowl? Oh, the cowl, yeah. Right, right. Oh, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Yes. All right. Well, very good. Uh, if you miss any part Go of <laughs> if you miss any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at wmnhradio.org and at my website mattconnerton.com. Uh, Grand Estate of Mind, hosted by Rob Azevedo, is up next at 6 p.m. here at WMNH. And don't forget tonight from 7:30 to 10 p.m. is Retro Spectrum Radio with Paulie C. And I will be here for that, of course, as well as uh, presumably uh, Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. And our guest, I believe his name is Scott Reinhart. Uh, and then uh, also, too, uh, if you prefer, uh, of course, Jenny is the co-host on the Charles Richardson Show, which will be live online tonight from uh, 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, Jenny is uh, co-hosting with Charles every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night and doing a fantastic job there. So uh, lots going on. And, um, well, I'll uh, I'll talk to you all in a little bit on Retro Spectrum Radio. And this is great. I don't, you know, Friday's my long day here. Jenny uh, stocked me up with... Uh, some food to eat so I can uh, sustain myself. And uh, I don't have to go anywhere until uh, 10 p.m. tonight, which is nice. But uh, so Fridays are a lot of fun around here. So thank you all for joining us. And uh, I will talk at y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The just because deal. 
Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.